Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Well, and that's the problem with like all the video doorbells out there. Great, you got a video doorbell, but every cat, every car, every person walking down the sidewalk, yep. whatever it is, you get a hundred dings during the day. And what do you do? You tune them out. Absolutely. Now, any one of those dings could have been somebody up there grabbing something off your porch or anything like that. I tuned mine out all the time. Now I don't have to worry about it. I'm Dude, like, no, I just have it for the doorbell. I had the same experience. I, I bought this huge camera system for my house. This is like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, right after that crime happened. And I thought I was protecting my family right up until I talked to that police officer. I was like, sweet, glad I spent the money. But man, the more expensive systems, they didn't have fewer alerts. They had more, right? I, I, had, <laughs> I had a doorbell and I was only getting like 30 alerts a day, which is still too many. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Thanks for joining us today. This is where we talk about home improvement, interior design, healthy homes, all those things. And today, security. Now, I'm a believer because I'm a user of this stuff. So this is something everybody should check out. Dave Sellinger. Welcome to back to Around the House, brother. Eric, so happy to be here. Stoked to talk about everything house and everything security. Uh, if, if you don't mind, can I can I start out with a little anecdote? Is that is that an okay with do it? The flow do here? it because I so since I talked to you last, I as you know I'm like jazzed about doing stuff at my house. I uh, I opened up my electrical main, and Ooh. you know I mean this is one of those things where you know you do it or you shouldn't do it. And, but I found that the electrician who'd come in and installed my hot tub was a little bit of an idiot. And Ooh. he had put in uh, some, uh, some, some uh, branches that should be on dedicated circuits. So he did branch oh, circuits no. on, on what should be dedicated. And they're just, you know, the, the gauge of the wire is a little bit lower than what's on the, <laughs> you know, if you split it, right? So it's on a 70 amp circuit. Yeah. You've got one side that can handle 50 and one side that can handle 20. It's fine. But as you yeah. know, with electricity, that's not the way it works, right? Exactly. And so it's sitting on a bus bar and you've got, you know, one that's supposed to get 20, one's supposed to get 50. So I was like, I need to fix this myself. So I, I had the electric company come out, do my main disconnect. And since I spoke to you last, I have gotten to meet so many incredibly nice physicians in our emergency department because I managed, I'm alive, I'm alive, but I managed Good. in this, you know, I did everything right and I freaking took my gloves off when I popped off one of the little knockouts and I knocked it out the way you're supposed to, you know, you use a screwdriver yeah. to go small to big, did the whole thing and it slipped. And the screwdriver just slipped a little bit and I knocked off my entire thumbnail. Yep. And, uh, and it was, one that's of a new moments. kind of pain. The, the reason I wanted to share this with this audience is for crying out loud, you know, you can be doing the, I'm, I'm dealing with high voltage. I do that perfectly. <laughs> I do everything perfectly. I'm cutting the wall. I did that perfectly. I used power tools and I pulled out the least dangerous tool, which is my screwdriver. And that was when I put it through my thumb 
and ended up in the emergency room. I put myself in shock. I did all this dumb oh, stuff. Yeah. Safety, safety first. Like for love of God, it just safety <laughs> first, safety first, safety first. Even when you're doing the simple stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what else to say. My assistant was over oh. at my house. And she refuses to do stuff with me anymore because she's like, if you're not going to wear your gloves, I can't be around you because you're just not being safe. Nice. Nice. Yeah. People are going to think we, I, I planned this out, but last episode we had uh, Sarah Listy from Murder House Flip. And now we're talking home security. So it's almost like these two are going together. There we go. We just heard about serial killers <laughs> killing people in homes. And now we've got Deep Sentinel. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a hard one to follow, though. I got to be honest. I mean, as, as proud as I am of my product and what we do, that's a tough one. That's a that's a pretty crazy one. And I and I got to say, I got um, you guys got me in a little bit of trouble today with my wife, which was hilarious. And this is we'll talk about your product in a second, but this was funny. I had forgotten to change the batteries today, which was on my list of things to do on my front door keypad before she got home. So I'm sitting in the office, didn't hear. She went to go punch the numbers in. Guess what? The keypad was dead. And so she did, tried it a couple times. And I get a call from Deep Sentinel Security going, hey, Mr. Gorenson, yeah, um, somebody's trying to get in your door the keypad. And it looks like she went around the back. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm in man. trouble now. I'm in trouble because guess what? I dropped the ball there. Oh, so, man, that's awesome. Well, well but, uh, I'll yeah. tell my guards. <laughs> Thank you for catching somebody trying to break into Eric G's house. Cause exactly. You know, <laughs> you got You got to be careful. You, you can never trust the woman that that's been coming and going every day. You, know, you gotta, <laughs> gotta be careful with that one. There we go. So yeah, it was so pretty she funny. Tried I was to like, punch oh. in the, like the, the keypad to unlock your front door. The yeah. guard saw her fiddling with the door and then go around to the back. Exactly. That's awesome. I mean, that's, I mean, the, the good news is, I mean, that's what we're trying to do, right? That's the level right? of security we're trying to provide you. Exactly. So let's back it up here and talk, you know, you've been on the show before, so, but there's a lot of new listeners we've got. Let's talk about Deep Sentinel for a minute because this is cool stuff and that's why it's on the front of my house. Well, well, I, again, I thank you for, for trusting us, right? Like that's awesome to know that after our interview, you liked it enough to, to try it out. So I really love hearing that. First of all, what Deep Sentinel is, is uh, we do the thing that everyone kind of wishes would happen with their rings and their cameras around their house, right? Uh, and the origin of this was when I spoke with a police officer about a crime that happened near my house, I asked, hey, this lady has a burglar alarm system. She has cameras around her house. How come she still had this crime happen? Don't those things stop those things? And the police officer looks over at me and says, no, no, they don't. And I was like, dude, what bubble have right? I been living in my whole <laughs> life, right? And so I started looking at like, how do we actually do that? Cause I mean, I've got, I've got two little girls, I've got my wife, you know, we like to travel. I want them to be safe. And when I dug in, I realized there really isn't a solution out there that is designed to, to actively survey your home and protect it. The only thing that you can do is you can, you can buy these cameras and this alarm, but if, if, if those don't do what they're supposed to do, which is what you get and go into that they don't. The only thing you have to upgrade to is a guard. You have to put someone in a chair sitting outside your house 24 seven would just be crazy. So what do we That's do at Deep We built the technology that basically replaces a guard uh, sitting outside of your house, but we did that through cameras. And we take our cameras, they, you know, and again, your, your example is great. As soon as your wife started walking up to the, to the front door and playing with the front door, 
there's an AI in those cameras and it sends that video to a trained guard. And the trained guard's job is to look at that situation and make a determination. Do I need to intervene via two-way audio, talk with this person, tell them to leave the property? Do I need to call the homeowner, figure out what's going on? Or do I need to just go straight up and call the cops? Um, we can also yeah. trigger sirens and all kinds of stuff in the middle. But but the thing is, again, if you've ever woken up to your stuff being stolen, you get on your cameras and you realize, hey, there's this video of these guys stealing my stuff on my porch or my driveway. Yeah. That's the problem we solve. You don't, we don't wait until that happens. We do it right then, right there. And we intervene and we stop almost all these crimes. Well, and that's the problem with like all the video doorbells out there. Great. You got a video doorbell, but every cat, every car, every person walking down the sidewalk, yep. whatever it is, you get a hundred dings during the day. And what do you do? You tune them out. Absolutely. Now, any one of those dings could have been somebody up there grabbing something off your porch or anything like that. I tuned mine out all the time. Now I don't have to worry about it. I'm Dude, like, oh, I just have it for the doorbell. I had the same experience. I, I bought this huge camera system for my house. This is like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, right after that crime happened. And I thought I was protecting my family right up until I talked to that police officer. I was like, sweet, glad I spent the money. But man, the more expensive systems, they didn't have fewer alerts. They had more, right? I, I, had, <laughs> I had a doorbell and I was only getting like 30 alerts a day, which is still too many. And then I installed this really expensive one. I was getting like 250 alerts a day. What are you going to do with that? I mean, you literally no. cannot live your life and, and protect your house at the same time. And so, I mean, yeah. what, what you're saying is exactly spot on too. And, I, and again, I want to be really clear. Like I, I'm not one of those like fear mongering dudes, especially for your new listeners no. that, that haven't met me before. But I, that's, not, that's not the game, right? Like this company no. is about providing safety for, for people and for their families. But there is real situations, right? That we're talking about here. And yeah, I, mean, I guess you just had murder. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's, that's next level. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very real thing. I mean, I had, a, I have a friend who lives on the other side of town for me here and he had mm -hmm. somebody break his front door down and he had gotten the alert on his phone. He was driving his son to baseball practice. And he's like, oh, man, yeah, dude, I get hundreds of these a day. I'll check it when I get to practice that six minutes. That was enough. They already left. Right? They are. Yep. That's exactly what happened. He was calling his wife and she's like, oh my God, there was a guy in her house and I came out of the shower. And oh. uh, it, it, the video, you know, in a, in a very cheeky way ends up being kind of funny because she hears the door get broken down. She yeah. thinks that it's her husband playing a practical joke on her. So thank God, because she comes running out of the bathroom in her towel, yelling yep. at her husband. Darren, Darren, what are you doing? And it scares the crap out of the burglar and they yeah. yeah. So it all ended very well, thank goodness. But, you know, I mean, it's very real. You get these alerts that they're lulling you into this state where you can't respond to them. Absolutely. And it's crazy because I fight that in my house. You know, it was, I have all, you know, I test a lot of things here. I've got a lot of different stuff and it's crazy. I, I can sit there and just ignore it during the day now. And that to me is a peace of mind. And like you, like me, like everybody else, we're in meetings, all that stuff. I don't have time to sit there every time my phone buzzes and go, oh, what's happening? Yeah. And dude, I don't know if you know this. If you go into the settings and you go to uh, the notifications, you can disable all of them unless the guards think you want to see it. Well, I don't even and That's get what alert. I've done for Deep Sentinel. But I have a, I have a, um, See, it's an Xfinity Comcast. I have two cameras here that I'm trying to theirs, which is great. They do a good job of documenting a crime after it happens, yep. but they're not stopping anything. There's nobody looking at it but me. And that's where the that's where the system breaks down. You've got a job and it's not yeah. sitting and watching your cameras all day long, right? 
or all night. <laughs> or you know? all night, yeah. so. Exactly. Well, do do uh, tell your wife I'm sorry on behalf of Deep Sentinel. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's all good. It's all good. I I she laughed about it and and we talked about it, but it's I'm, funny. I'm but glad. that's and you know. And by the way, hey uh, Eric, you got to change the batteries on your front door. I already did it. Okay. Okay. Good. She was out in the. She had came in, went back out. I snuck in the front, grabbed my batteries, and did it before even. <laughs> she's like, the front door's dead, twice. and I'm like, I already got it. I already no. got it. No. Took care of it. So <laughs> batteries are like one of those things though. Like, you know, as our lives have gotten more convenient, I think batteries, you know, I remember as a kid, you'd get like a pack of batteries and then the whole family kind of dealt with that. And now yeah. everything, so many of our stuff is battery, but I've got my, I've got a front door just like you. It's a thumbprint yeah. thumb, uh, front door. I've got all the sensors in my house. Um, my favorite ones are my flood sensors. Thank God. Cause we've had so many those floods in my house. Um, you know, we've got uh, little actuators. We've got LEDs that are battery powered now too, because yep. they can run on batteries and they make it really convenient. But at the same time, sometimes they are kind of like a, a pain to remember to, to charge them. Or yeah. Replace them. And I mean, this is a nice Baldwin front door set and it's a beautiful setup. It's very high end. And the cool thing with this is I have to put four AA batteries in it maybe twice a year. So it's not that big a deal. I just have been so busy. I haven't been monitoring what the, you know, that it was probably in the yellow for a lot longer than it should have been. Yep. I just wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I find, man, I even, I try to stay on top of the stuff, even though I'm in the biz, just like you, it's easy to yep. be like, well, I'll, next week, tomorrow. <laughs> yep. But that's one thing I do like about the the Deep Sentinel system that I have. And you guys have new systems coming out now. And let's, we'll talk about some of that stuff yeah, here. But, sure. you know, I've got kind of that first generation and it's awesome. But that battery that goes in there, one, I didn't have to wire it up. The battery lasts for weeks yep. at my house, which is great. It's not something that I'm having to do a lot with. We put a lot of thought in that. You know, when, when we built the product, um, I had interviewed a ton of customers who had battery powered cameras. And the the first thing that I heard was that most of them had at any one point in time, one or two cameras that didn't have charged batteries. They were just, they weren't doing anything for them. And they were okay having them not have batteries because at the end of the day, even if they did have batteries, all they'd have is a recording of a crime and they're hanging up there doing 90% sure. of the value of what most cameras do, which is scare people away before they do anything. <clears throat> and so when I built Deep Sentinel, the, one of the very first things I did, and you'll see this uh, if, if you want, I can send it after you would, afterwards. When we did the first design spec on the very front page, it said, you will have the biggest, longest lasting battery of any camera out there, period, full stop. Because, it, and, and most of our customers are now on solar and other systems like that, so that yeah. they don't have to change the batteries. But even if you are on a battery, I don't want you having to worry about it. The other thing you'll see, I'm, I'm sure you, you see this, is that in the hub, you have an extra battery. So at any time, oh, if yeah. you have a camera that's running low, it's a really quick uh, swap change. It's not like a, I got to go bring this thing down, plug it into a USB for 24 hours. Then I got to remember to go put it back up. All exactly. that stuff taken care of for you, for you out of the box. It works well. And and like when I'm heading out of town, if I notice it, that I'm down to like 25%, I'm like, ah, I'll just change it out now because... Murphy's Law says I'll be out of town someplace and I won't have to worry about, you know, I'll be like, oh, I should have done that before I left. So I always just do it. And yeah, it's never failed me on that. It's great. Awesome, man. I'm, su I'm super stoked. I mean, out of town is one of those, those use cases, again, that we built this for. So I, I grew up and in my family, we always had a house sitter come. We had dogs and stuff like that. So we'd always have yep. the house sitter come and watch the house. And I had never, ever left my home without someone in it. 
And then after we started Deed Sentinel, my wife looked at me. We went to Hawaii once and we had the dogs were getting boarded at a, at a friend's house. And she's like, do we need to get a house sitter? Can we just, can we just leave Deed Sentinel watching the house? And I was like, wow, I never even thought about that. Yeah. And, uh, and so we did. And it was one of those kind of miraculous experiences. Like that's pretty liberating. And, uh, and as you know, now we have an RV and that's the yeah. best. Cause on Friday we can just be like, peace out. No, don't need to plan ahead. We can take the dogs yep. with us. And, and it, and knowing that the house is safe with that does, it, 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 it changes the whole perspective of the thing. Yeah, it's great. I'm in I'm in a low crime area, but it doesn't take all it takes is one person rolling through. I mean, I do have a bus line that goes up front and you know, down the streets the bus stop. It doesn't take much for somebody to roll through, go in someplace else and go, hey, let's hit this neighborhood one time. Yeah. That's a I mean, again, that's exactly it. Like if it's your neighbor, okay, then you're lucky and you don't have that event. But if it is you, that's life changing. I mean, a lot of people that that I've talked to that have had their houses broken into they can still describe like when they came in, the the shirt was over here, my couch was over here. It that's that's the definition of a traumatic event, you know. And oh yeah, I, I don't like people having to have those types of things. As much as I can prevent that, I do. If, if I can, can I stick in a little uh, a DIY piece of advice for people here? Yeah, of course. Okay, so so here's my piece of advice. So I've been working with a bunch of police departments across the country, uh, obviously because of what we do. And yeah. some of them are starting to train their officers in something called CEPTED, C-P-T-E-D, Crime okay. Prevention Through Environmental Design. <laughs> and this doesn't benefit me at all. I'm going to tell you how to, you know, things you can do that don't need deep settle. Let me just caveat that. Yeah. Prick up your ears for, for the, for the cheap, cheapskate DIYers out there like me. <laughs> uh, so, so like, this is, this is the stuff that you should do. Uh, number one, first and foremost, like you all know that the that battery powered stuff and solar powered stuff is awesome. With the advent of LEDs, what I didn't realize is you can now run full outside light systems that are that are really functional. I mean, I, I used the last yeah. generation of solar powered lights and I hated them. They sucked because mm -hmm. they would only work for like half an hour after dusk. And that's just that's just tricking you, right? Yeah. And yeah. With, with LEDs now, you can get motion sensor LED lights, surround your property with them. They don't have to keep your property super well lit all the time. And they are incredible at preventing crime. They're incredible at crime prevention through environmental design. Make your property not the prime target. Just make it number three on the list. You don't have to be the fastest person. All you got to do. You just have to not be number one. Because what the burglars are looking for is the easiest target. Sure. Now, number two, trim your trees in the front. Make it oh, so that man, you can right? see out from your place anywhere up to about six feet. And this is kind of the rule of Septet is be mm -hmm. able to see people from zero to six feet all the way out to your property line as much as you can. Um, now, if you've got you know five acres, 15 acres, 100 acres, but create a perimeter, create a perimeter yeah. around your house. And then number I'll even add on to that and say, is, don't have that tall bush right next to the front door that somebody can jump behind. 100, dude, thank you. There you go. So Darren, <laughs> my friend that I was just yeah. talking about, that's the number one thing he had. Yet it wasn't wasn't growing up. It was vines hanging down from his oh, awning. He had a front yep. door awning, and they thought it was so pretty. They had all these vines hanging down that made a curtain, and that curtain meant his entire front door was protected from the street. So when they actually oh. viewed this video of these guys breaking in, you could find this by the way, because they came at, they came forward about this, and they said, "I want to teach people about the mistake that we made." And so they're like, sure. they were on the news, they were on the national news. I think they were on like Good Morning America. 
And, and what they had was they had this curtain and these guys sat in front of his house for two minutes talking about how they were going to break in because they were <sighs> behind the, the curtain of protection and they yeah. were in front of the camera. So they have the whole thing on camera. But again, <sighs> it did not protect them when they needed it. They have, exactly. they have these guys with masks on. You can't do anything with that. And, uh, and so, yeah, remove those barriers right in front of your front door so it's visible to the street. And then again, add there, add lighting as well. Lighting, yeah. lighting, lighting, visibility. Just make your property not number one. Simple things. Uh, locks on your power box. So my power main, it's got really crappy 35-cent locks from Amazon. But you know what? Yeah. It's just enough to say, hey, don't do this. Go somewhere yep. else and do the next one. And that's exactly. all I needed to do. And then, yeah. by the way, I mean, 35 cent locks plus deep sentinel means that you're going to be sitting there fidgeting with it, which means long you're enough. Get yep. Long enough for somebody to, to do that. And another funny deep sentinel story. <laughs> I was walking out with a group of people that were over at the house. We were walking up to the restaurant. That's literally a block and a half away up here. We're going to have drinks after dinner walking out. And I gave a particular sign and I'm just going to leave it as that to the camera. <gasps> and the guy there goes, Deep Sentinel, you guys have a great and safe evening. <laughs> and my friends looked up and family members looked up and went, what was that? Well, the big roller here, Eric G, has got private security now that just wishes <laughs> him a good night when he rocks out of the house. <laughs> so it was awesome. It was so well played. And, and my brother-in-law was there and they all looked at me like, what is that? Is that a recording? Nope. That's, That's my awesome. security guard. You can ask them to prove so. it's not a recording. Say, hey, what time is it? Or like, can you oh, care yeah. how many fingers I have up? And they'll they'll do that for you too. Because we love yeah, that, I, right? I, I mean, I, yeah, That's, it was it's perfect. part of a magical customer experience. Nobody else has that type of thing. And so take advantage of it. Have fun with it, you know? Yeah. And we've got some big problems here. I mean, I'm, I'm in Portland, Oregon. And I've got a guy right now that's looking at your system now who's a, I'll, I'll keep it not branded. He's an electrical contractor and he is in downtown Portland in the industrial area. And I feel bad for this guy. He's a friend of mine. He's done work at my house, but literally because Upper. it's an electrical company, there's people almost daily trying to get into that. He's had people cut through with a chainsaw through the roof of his building to get in, Dude. you know, and it's just night after night, after night, after night. And I'm like, you've got an option. It's well, and it's very real, man. Like I didn't realize how much that impacts. Not again, that's your business. That's not your home. Right. But yeah. still it's, it's so deep in here because that's your livelihood. That's how you buy the food for your family. That's how you guys go on vacation. And so it hits pretty deep. And yeah. then I've met many, many business owners who are like, look, man, I know this isn't my house. And I know you love that. Like, Hey, I'm sleeping well. Cause this is my, my family. But let me tell you something. I'm sleeping well for the first time in two years because my shop has gotten broken into every freaking month for the last two years. And yeah, yeah we've gotten through it. And no, my life hasn't been threatened. But I, I have an ulcer. I have I haven't slept. My wife is He doesn't have insurance on the building. He Dude. can't find anybody to cover him. Right. And, or, and and then if you do, it takes two years to get claims settled. It it's yep. becoming a real issue. And and you know, I, I talk to investors and, and people about this, and a lot of people aren't aware about how crime has been trending the last couple of decades. And it's not it's not the way that I thought it was. You know, again, it, it took this kind of wake up moment for me and my neighborhood to realize. But I mean, this isn't 
It's not about politics. It's not about left or right politics. It's not about this. This has been happening for 20 years and even violent crime where people are getting more and more aggressive, bringing chainsaws to people's businesses. It's it's pretty nuts, man. I mean, the things that we see people trying to do. And oh, you guys see everything. Crazy. I mean, I'm sure you guys you guys could write a book on the stuff that you see with that. I mean, your YouTube page is packed with it. But yeah, we got a lot of it there. But I mean, it's there's also stuff that we can't publish, right? I mean, and, and it's, sure, you know, it, it, it's up there. We protect some VIPs, and they don't want their videos out there. And of course, it's, it's intense, man. I mean, it, and and yeah. I'm I'm glad that I'm like a, an X list celebrity, right? So I'm I'm way down on people's <laughs> list. But man, the B list, A list. Uh, celebrities, their lives are really intense right now. Yeah. And what I, it, it, it very, I mean, super intense and, and things are just so hyper sensitive right now with that, you yeah. know, it's crazy. One thing I do like about, and this is going to sound like a, I don't want this to sound like a deep Sentinel commercial because there's no dollars being traded here. We're, I'm just a believer in this, but the cool thing with this is even if you've got a police department that is slow to respond, there's an option where you guys can hit that guard can turn on that siren. Yep. And that seems watching the videos to get people moving. It does. I mean, we, we have various levels of siren. So for people that are in like really serious areas, we have like 130 decibel pull horns that will turn on. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it's a different level. Again, depending on your level of risk and what you want to have, we have so many options because it's a live human being, we can go further than you could, with any sort of an automated system. Like you wouldn't want to have an automated system that would trigger a 130 decibel alarm on your oh my front gosh, door, right? right? But knowing that that's only going to happen in the most severe situations, it's really neat how many things kind of become available to us. We're, you know, we're looking at all kinds of different options too. Like I, I, uh, I built a turret at my house. Uh, it's a little 2D turret and, uh, you know, I, I've thought about like, is that, is that something we want to turn on too? Right. It's got airsoft, yeah. do airsoft, do paintball, yep. um, you know, do all High water pressure, stuff. you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, my favorite, one of my buddies called me and he's like, I just, I thought of it. I got it. Here's what we're going to do. And this guy's a little dramatic. His name's Brad. He lives up in Seattle. You know, I've worked, nice. I've worked with him for like 15 years nice. and Brad calls me and he's like, get this. So what you do is you put baking soda in the cameras. And I was like, baking soda and then vinegar and he's like nope just baking soda and i was like okay and he said so here's what you do you spray the baking soda on somebody and then you say attention attention this is deep sentinel you have just been sprayed with anthrax three two six seven (laughs) you would like the yeah right (laughs) you will die in the next 24 hours unless you report to an emergency room and ask for the the antidote for anthrax, three, four, <laughs> Two, six, seven. Yeah, seven. I repeat, you need to get the antidote for anthrax, oh. three, four, six. Seven. And that way, if anybody shows up in an ER and asks for that, you just tell them, go ahead and put them in handcuffs. They're yep. going to be fine. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a heck of a video. Oh my gosh, you could do a whole you could do a TV series on that. Yep. You know what I mean? Burglars turning themselves in at emergency oh. rooms, just just getting in line. You know, there's a little there's a little yep. special entrance for people needing yep. anthrax three, four, six, seven. Yep. Just go straight to prison. Do, do not yep. pass go. Yep. <laughs> just go in there, and there's just an officer sitting on the other side of That's the door. Right. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Oh, that would be so funny. But you guys have some neat stuff coming up in the future here too. It looks like. Yeah, we do. We have uh, we we like I mentioned the the different sirens and the bullhorns. We've got some additional like uh, special zooming cameras that we're that we're testing and de- deploying for cars. And then the big announcement we've got is we've got our second generation system, which is coming out next quarter. And yeah. uh, this is something that's been in the works for about a year and a half. And we just finished the final designs, and it's in testing. Um, I, I could talk about it a little bit and, and, and sure and talk about what you, you can, but we're not gonna we're not gonna get out the trade secrets just yet. So. Okay, so it's <laughs> it's a it's a, a a white color, which is you know the first thing you're gonna notice. Okay. Our original one's kind of a gunmetal uh, color, and and oh, there yep. you go. There's there's the gunmetal yep. one. Nobody um, can so see I, okay. it, but I'm holding it up. But it's, if we're gonna you know. if we're gonna tease, I'll just you know there it is. Um, oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> so it's it's a pretty white. It, we've got a picture of it on our website, but this is the actual um, the actual design. Uh, it's very similar in terms of the internals of the camera. We do have a new kind of uh, higher resolution sensor. We've got higher resolution uh, night vision. We have better night vision. We have a, a spotlight. It's got an integrated charger in it. Uh, it's got improved oh, cool. waterproofing and kind of mechanical stuff. But really, kind of at the heart of this thing is we've got a higher level of AI. And when we first launch it, it's not going to have anything that you can't get in the first generation of systems, but it has a much bigger processor. And so what that's going to enable oh, cool. us to do is that over the course of the first year of launch, we're going to be able to analyze a lot more data and see what comes out. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize about the Deep Sentinel system, so you've got you know, one of these hubs in your house, the, the gunmetal yeah. one. What a lot of people don't realize is that this isn't like a hub when you, you know, you have an Alexa or you have something like that. A lot of people think, oh, you know, this is the same. And it's yeah. designed to make it look like it's the same. But you yeah. open this thing up and it is not the same. We have a full AI processor inside of each of these hubs. And that's what really makes this exciting for us. When we launch that new AI processor, it's going to get to analyze all the video coming from all the customers' homes and, and businesses and come up with new artificial intelligence and machine learning insights using that bigger AI processor. And so it'll be interesting to see what types of improvements we're going to be able to launch over the next year. Because honestly, we don't even know yet because we, it's not out there. Yet. Yeah. So if you bought a GE range and you were looking at it here a year ago, you could have had that range for a year. All of a sudden they went over and started using it. They're like, oh, it got an update. Now it's an air fryer. No way. They had built that so you could build an air. Fr- it was. It had the ability to be an air fryer, but they just did an update. Now, all of a sudden, that range is an air fryer, too, inside. Dude, that is the single most useful thing I've ever heard of in, in, in a home appliance. You know, other than Tesla. Tesla talks about it all the time. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So, that was just an online update. It just did the update and it went on the digital screen. Oop, now you've got an air Are fryer, you guys too. Are so. fryer fans in general? I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a heck of a lot healthier. I don't do a lot of it, but... So they were. I was a big naysayer, right? So I grew up in the eighties and yeah. the eighties, everybody Same. had a toaster oven. And I, and I yeah. told my wife, this is a toaster oven with a fan. What, why is this such a freaking big deal? I'll go buy you a toaster oven and I'll put a freaking fan in it and we can hold each other yeah. and, and post pictures on Facebook <laughs> and say how cool we are. And, and she was super pissed. Like she said, yep. no, it's an air fryer. So anyway, so so we got. One. I was calling it. A, I was calling it a convection oven. I was like, it's just, dude, air fryer convection oven. We have a convection oven already. What What is different about? Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I so I went from yeah. biggest naysayer in the world, and we got one of the super cheap ones or whatever. 
And then yeah. we got an expensive one too, because that, you know, if you can buy one, why not buy two? Uh, so, sure. but, but we use it literally every day. I love it. I, nice. For heating stuff up, like where microwaves would kind of make something mushy, the air fryer makes it a little crispy. Uh, I will say for those of you that are parents and listening to this and like, ooh, this could change the equation. No, the kids don't eat more leftovers because of this. But uh, <laughs> but I enjoy my leftovers that I eat. And I'm still the only person in the house that eats leftovers. But now they're better for me. So, you know, it's nice. still worth it. Yeah. yeah so that, that's a good way to go. It's a good way to go. I, I think that's cool. And I'm happy because one, like you said, it's more healthy. So we're able to cook like vegetables and get some of the crisp on that without without using as much oil. We generally cook with olive oil anyway, but I, yeah. I have to say for, for the, the countertop, when you go to the businesses and they talk about the hardest thing for any of these businesses is for getting a consumer to give up any amount of countertop space. That is the hardest thing. We'll, we'll give you some space Gold. for the coffee maker. We'll give you some temporary space for a blender, but to actually get space as an air fryer, that was a, that was a big accomplishment. I, I got to give them props. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And you're right. They're just, they're complete. And the fan club of them is huge out there. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned my RV. I mean, that's one of the things too. Like we pack stuff up in the RV. And one of the things we always try to remember is to bring the air fryer. Cause it also, you know, in an RV, especially in the summer, it gets really hot. You've got a kind of a cruddy, yeah. uh, you know, AC system in there. You generally don't want to cook right. inside. And, but if you can use an air fryer, it doesn't generate as much heat and you don't end up heating up the yeah. interior. So that's huge. Again, that's no no huge. economics for me from the air fryer companies. If you are looking for a sponsor though, if there are any air fryer companies <laughs> listening, I am available for two more sponsorships and air fryers are on there my we list. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. But that's, but it's just, it just shows you what, you know, over the air updates can do for this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I totally took us on a segue. How amazing is that? No, I did too. I, I am. Yeah. I'm blown away that GE did that. We just got a new GE washer and dryer actually. And I, I hate buying washers and dryers. I, cause it's not sexy. It's a steel drum and a motor and a pump. And those three things still work. The thing that broke was your stupid control board, right? You know, it's a, a $500, yep. $800 washer and dryer and a, and a $700 control board. Cause I tried to fix it. I replaced all yeah. the belts. I replaced the motor. I replaced the wheels, and it ends up being the control board. And you're just hosed because the control yeah. board costs just as much as the thing to replace. It makes me feel so wasteful. I'm so frustrated. But you know, oh, I, I have a worse horror story of this. Uh -oh. So my buddy, who is a uh, national automotive guy, and we'll leave him as that. He's been on the show before. He gets a hold of me and goes, "Hey, my mom's got a, I think it was a Gen Air range, and." The temperature's not right. It's not working. And they told me it was $1,000 for the control board. Yep. And I went, I said, get a second opinion first. That thing should not have quit that quickly. So they got the quote for that one. Next guy comes out and goes, oh, they had it on Celsius. They had it. In the <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. My sister. $75 service call, but it was. Saved him some money. Dude, that's awesome. My, my sister-in-law, our most, her least favorite story is we went over for Thanksgiving dinner and she got this, you know, roast. They tend to eat things a little bit more well done than I do. I, I'm more on the medium rare, but she, Same. she was using a Celsius thermometer and well done. It does not even begin oh. to describe this piece of meat. I mean, there, there are 
there's stores that sell leather that actually called her yes. and said they would they put in offers for this thing because it was it was that bad. Trust me, my mom and one of my brothers are that way. I was this. I haven't cooked a steak for him in probably ten years because the last time I actually handed the steak over to my brother and I said I can't do this to this piece of meat. You're gonna have to go finish it because it was so far beyond well for me and I'm I'm a medium rare kind of guy. Yeah. This was gray. Yeah. It was going to be gray. And they were like, no, we want gray and black. And I'm like, <laughs> Can't right, do just it. go ahead, man. Take the tongs. It's all you. Yeah. I. To each their own, to each their own, to each their own. But holy yep. smokes, you're missing out, right? Like, yeah. God enabled us to eat these animals <laughs> so that we could eat them medium rare to rare. That's my belief. That's my belief. Yeah. Now, you could have your own preferences, but. You are, I, you're super missing. I, are you a sous vide dude on, on meat? Oh, I, I'd love to. We, we have not added that to the kitchen, but that's something that's, it's next okay, up. My I, wife again, is like I said, I'm begging for two it. sponsorships here. So yep. uh, I, if I can convince you on sous vide, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to pick a specific piece of meat even. So okay. one of my favorite pieces of meat to cook is a tri-tip. Same. And, you know, I mean, my wife and I, we, we, we figured out kind of, the grilling techniques and we we did the experimental approach and you do everything here mm -hmm. and you do everything there and we came up with our recipe and and we cooked that for like six years every couple a couple times a week like that this is a staple yeah. for us yeah. and the one thing about it though is that with a tri-tip you've got a fat end and a thin end because of the cut thin end, right? yep so yep. one ends you know less well done than the other and with a with the sous vide, the way sous vide works is it rotates. You know, it's got the circulator and the temperature. We cook our our tri tips at 133 degrees, and I cook them for four and a half hours. Ooh, which you know could be like wow, that's overdone or like whatever. But because it's only 133 degrees, what you come out with at the end of that is a perfectly medium rare piece of meat throughout the whole thing on the fat end and the thin end. See, and so and it's, you don't have that. Oh, you my don't gosh. have the three different, you know, medium rare to, That's to right. almost well on the other side That's because exactly of the right. way. And, and the other thing about it that so so try tip again, it, it's a it's a kind of a unique cut and then it's got a little bit of yeah. sinew to it. It's got a lot of flavor, but a little bit of sinew. Mm -hmm. And when you sous vide it, the reason four hours is important is about three and a half hours at 130 or more degrees, the sinew starts to melt. And so when you oh. do four and a half hours, you're able to take a tri tip. And you can't quite get it to the point where you trick someone and tell them it's a filet mignon or something like that. Yeah. But it's pretty darn close, man. It's tasty. It's good. <sighs> I actually had a tri-tip sandwich for lunch today because we had it this weekend and I had leftovers. <laughs> but sous vide is another thing. Like if you if you get a chance, you know, to try that out with yep. a friend, it's it's pretty freaking fantastic, man. There are ranges now out there that you can get that, that you have that, uh, you can get the sous vide built into the range built now, in, which like is have a super magnetic circulator yep. and they do the temperature for you. If, if I can take credit for this a little bit for my friend, my friend Darren was actually the person mm -hmm. who invented that and built that. So really, yeah, he, he's a, he's a long time. She's a tech dude. I worked with him at Amazon and nice. his last company, he was like, this is what I want to do. And he went and worked with the major range manufacturers and built the built-in. I think, I, I think they use um, induction heat, right? They've got the induction yeah. heat and then the magnetic uh, stirrer in the bottom. And so it's all integrated into there. You have the sensor, you just drop it in the water and you're off to the races and it's built into your range. 
and it's fantastic. He's one of the best chefs I've ever met too. He's a, he's a nice. PhD from Brown in, wow. in data and AI and statistics and a phenomenal chef. So that's how, ladies and gentlemen, that is how you have the built-in sous vide on your range. <laughs> that dude existed. Nice. That is awesome. We should talk about your history, Dave, because, you know, you created Deep Sentinel, but you've got a long history of tech stuff behind you, which I think is always fascinating because you've got a great story. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I mean, happy to share. I, I, I've obviously got a little bit of a, a DIYer in my in my hands, and that comes from growing up in Southern Oregon. I grew up in a in a really small rural town, and I love that. I mean, I I... I think, and I look around at like the, the people that grow up in only city environments and they don't develop that relationship with nature and, and mm -hmm. self-sufficiency that I got an opportunity to grow up with. So I'm really glad. I, I do live in the Bay Area now, but I look yeah. at that as a, a real strength of my upbringing that I'm really glad my folks said that was one of my best friends to take that to an extreme. Group went moved to Alaska and he's next level, right? Like that dude, yeah. He he, you know, pulled down the trees that he then milled the logs into that he built oh, a yeah. house with. So he he's at a at another level of extreme. But I do think that, that that's homesteading that's there. A big yeah. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so intense. I think building his house was like a seven and a half or eight year project. I mean, it was because he did the whole thing. I mean, he really did yeah. the whole thing himself. It's really impressive to watch. But I have a little bit of that in my genes, and I'm I'm really glad to have that. Uh, and then uh, I got to go to Stanford, where I studied machine learning and artificial intelligence. You know, again, just another amazing contrast and blessing in my life. I got to study with some of the the best names in in the mm -hmm. industry for doing that, and they just mentored me. and And for whatever reason, they thought I was going to turn into something, and and spend a lot of time teaching me how to do. At that time, it was called haptics as force feedback robotics. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you have like a VR headset. Have you tested those out at oh, all? Oh, yeah. But like the. I've used them for interior design, but yeah, it's the same kind yeah, of. I mean, I've used the, the, the handsets Oculus that stuff kind of for that. Push yeah. back on you and they vibrate or your mm -hmm. Xbox controller that vibrates. That's yep. all haptics. And that was that was the research that I did in school. And, and one of the most interesting things I learned in that, that most people don't really realize when they you know, you are sitting there holding your Xbox controller is that your brain processes these signals in a way that's not exactly reflecting reality, meaning that you can kind of trick your brain into thinking that something is what it's not. Uh, mm -hmm. The best example is if you go to like Universal Studios, they have the virtual 4D rides where you're on yep. a car. You're not on an actual roller coaster. You're in this little car that moves four feet up and four feet down, and that's it. I did that three weeks ago. Dude. And you, you, you think you're... <sighs> You think you're rolling, Hold but you're not. You think, yeah. think you're doing that. Yeah. And so that was what I studied was this like psychology interface with your senses interfacing with mm -hmm. robotics. And that's that, that type of ride. That's what came out the backside was they figured out that you can create the sensation in your brain through the nerves in your fingers, through the nerves in your skin, through the, you know, the, the uh, inner ear to create mm -hmm. sensations that don't actually have to happen. You can create an entirely virtual world. And uh, so I got to study that at Stanford. That was amazing. Um, and then went to Amazon. And uh, at Amazon, I ran the first AI team there. Uh, I got to work with Jeff Bezos, who was... Cool. I mean, that dude's a dude, right? I mean, yeah, that guy's yeah. intense. So I, I, I can only imagine what that was like. So he uh, <laughs> he created a big machine, man. He, did. he got a I mean, hats off. I mean, the neatest thing about that experience was... I don't think that uh, he had a big vision for the future, but I don't think that he 
he really thought Amazon was going to become quite the behemoth that it did, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody really could have predicted that size and no. that trajectory. Uh, you know, a yeah. company that sold books and put Barnes and Noble off the map or Borders off the map turns into Walmart plus IBM plus your television. Home Depot I plus, yeah. yeah. I have a Fire TV TV. Like it's not, you know, Toshiba branded with Fire TV. <laughs> it is an Amazon branded Fire TV, Fire TV. What the yeah. heck? That's crazy. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's just And insane. you probably, when you started there, you didn't think, oh, Man, I'm going to have one of their TVs one day. Dude, that probably I, wasn't even there. It wasn't yeah. even close. It was at the point where everyone was worried it was going to go out of business, man. I mean, the, my employees yeah. would come up to me and every quarter we would get a little grant to stock, right? So we were each paid mm -hmm. a pretty significant part of our income, maybe up to like 30, 40% of our income was in stock and Amazon. And they would yeah. always say, hey, should I sell it or should I hold on to it? And, you know, my advice at the time was like, gosh, I, I love what we're doing here, but you know, if you're worried about that, you should probably sell. Now, look, this is maybe my way of saying I'm sorry for you losing the hundred X within your <laughs> stock over the ensuing yeah. years. <laughs> sorry about that forty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Don't even worry about those houses that you could now own on the top of a yacht. But uh, yes. yeah, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. a very, very different time. You, you definitely would not have guessed that we would be where we're at today by by a country mile. Um, but it was I'm really sure it exciting. felt like any other startup. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was very, very, very weird to see some, you know, a company that had we had like 15 percent gross margins, right, which is why Wall Street hated it at the time. Yeah. And to be able to oh, take yeah. those 15 percent gross margins and pivot it into controlling all of these industries. Pr pretty freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, I went on to Redfin. I don't know if that's uh, yep. relevant to your listeners. Yeah. Here. Redfin's a, a great real estate company. And that's where I started really kind of going back to my roots where I got used to, you know, working on homes and working on real estate and improving real estate, things like that. Uh, and, and Redfin was an amazing experience as well. It's technology kind of helping you buy, mm -hmm. buy properties and then continued that journey and started another company called Rich Relevance. I think that if I can, the part of my story that I didn't get a chance to sure. tell here that I think is also really interesting is I've tried to weave in all these stages of my career, weave in opportunities to make the world a better place. You know, a lot of a lot of times people want to talk about Amazon Amen. and talk about <clears throat> Redfin, but one of the things that I've I've spent a lot of time and energy trying to figure out is how do how do you take your skills, whether you're you know, doing X or doing Y, but how do you take what God has given you as your gifts and make the world a better place? And I tried to do that through nonprofits. I tried to do that through, I built schools in developing countries. I built orphanages. I built uh, all kinds of things. And one of the things that, that, I, that my wife really encouraged me to, so I'll give her credit for this one, was, you, you know, I'm reaching out into developing countries and trying to help there instead of trying to help the people right around me. And, yep. you know, I, I, I feel so much more, I don't know, proud and fulfilled to be active in my community where I volunteer now with my, with our family, my wife and I will yep. go talk to high school students. We will coach people trying to make career decisions, just touching people in your community. I, yep. you know, I think you can get kind of highfalutin and think about the world and all the impact you can have. But if you're, if you're forgetting to touch people in the community, that was one of the lessons I learned kind of at the end of a 10-year journey. And my wife kind of brought me home to that and reminded me to do that. And that's where we spend 
a lot of our time. And I've, I've found that to be really, really a big part of our lives and, and really rewarding. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Because yeah, I've, I've, I've spent what, six weeks in El Salvador working on villages there. So I've done on some of this stuff too. And I would agree for me personally, it's the same kind of thing that local helping the community, helping people here. I've got a couple nonprofits that I work with here that are great in the construction trades and I try to help them as best as I can. And that is so much more fulfilling because to be honest, I see it every day. I get to see it. I get to experience it versus fly off to a country and and I maybe don't ever go back there again. So yeah. it kind of gets to be a distant memory. And it's nice just to be able to do so much more locally where you're feeding it every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was still a great experience to get to see those countries and kind of see sure. the life of those people and, and, and include them in the week, right. To, to talk about that. Mm-hmm people that are halfway across the world is my brother and my sister and my family. Mm-hmm. I do, I do still believe that. And I think that's really important, but then to be able to act as much in, in, in this local sphere, I, again, I, I think in Silicon Valley, we tend to think about the world as, as, you know, we can change everything and we can go do all this stuff. And we're going to go do big yep. stuff. But at the same time, like you gotta, you gotta be involved. You know I mean? I, I think that that's, that's been one of the neatest things. And, and I, Habitat for Humanity has been an area where I've always felt passion because uh, yep. I, I think home safety is so important for people and physical safety. So I, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know if this needs to be like a, a standing on a soapbox moment, but it was something. It took me a long time to learn. I, I was I was going the wrong yeah. direction for a while, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know my uh, Southern Oregon listeners down there in Klamath Falls want to know what area were you in Southern Oregon? Oh, I, so I was in Merlin. <laughs> so the guys in Klamath Falls, you will know Merlin because that's where the Rum Creek Fire is right now. And yep. uh, the Rum Creek Fire, my parents just got downgraded in their evacuation level last night. So thank awesome. God for that. They were at a level one yep. evacuation for a bit. Uh, so now they're out of evacuation. Thank you to all the firefighters. That was a crazy fire. Had one of the largest no I've ever seen. It's, it's a pretty small fire. It's like 25,000 acres or so, but it has over 1,500 firefighters on it. They yeah. poured resources in it because it was right on the border of a huge, you know, a, a bunch of people's homes and properties and stuff like that. Yeah. So they they got that one handled really, really quickly. Uh, but yes, Merlin. And if you don't know where Merlin is, that's because most people don't know where Mar- Merlin is. Probably don't <laughs> need to know where Merlin is. It's on the Rogue River and it's uh, just outside of Grants Pass. Yeah, it's beautiful out that way. I used to go down as a kid because my parents had 10 acres at Gold Beach. So oh, wow. We don't always get down that, that way. You so. go on the Gold yeah, the yeah. Rogue River? Dude, yep. I love that river. My wife and I, so we got married on the river up there. Oh, nice. And it was just gorgeous. So, so beautiful. My buddy owns uh, a jet boat company that takes people up and down the Rogue River. So for part of our wedding, we got to get our entire, we had like 140 people. He gave us two of his boats. We loaded all these people oh. in this boat and we went down the river and had dinner at his lodge overlooking the river oh, and then beautiful. came back the next day, got married on it. And so it, it's got a huge part of meaning for, for me and my family. I grew up rafting twice a week. We would go rafting. My oh. dad had his day off on Thursday. We'd go rafting on Thursday and then we'd go on the weekends. I grew up fishing every weekend. I, I, in fact, just this morning, I got on my Facebook memory. My Facebook memory 10 years ago today was catching a salmon on the Rogue River in Hellgate Canyon. Uh, with my buddy out there and I just, those are all just very, very real things in, in, in my memory. And again, I'm in the Bay area now. 
So we got to travel to go do those things. But I love, I love, 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 love being from there. That is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got a kid going down to, we're heading down next weekend, dropping off at uh, Southern Oregon University. So, no, you're uh, not. You know, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, heading to Ashland, you yep. know, so heading that's. Down uh, five. <laughs> you got it. You know the drill. You know the drill. Well, let's circle back into Deep Sentinel before we go out here. How do people track you down, Dave? Because you guys have such a great story with that. And I think it's something that homeowners, small business owners, medium business owners should really take a look at to make things more secure and safe around their well, I, I appreciate that. that yeah, they're I mean, living in. The, the first place to look is you, you mentioned some of our videos. I would go on YouTube, right? I mean, the, every one of the videos that you see on our YouTube channel, go to YouTube, search for Deep Sentinel. Every one of those is real. Right? That's the that's the first and foremost thing. You're going to see people getting stopped in the middle of, you know, simple stuff, package theft, uh, vandalism, trespassing. But you're also going to see some some really serious stuff, right? People that are that are breaking in, they've, they've brought weapons. We've stopped assaults. We've stopped uh, physical uh, domestic altercations. We've stopped home invasions. We've stopped armed home invasions. Uh, and, and that's really where, you know, again, you kind of it hits home that how real this is. I mean, I, I mentioned it before, but I mean, like the amount of crime that is happening around us, it's not all of it as serious as, you know, a home invasion or a burglary, but the amount of crime that's happening is just so up and to the right. It's it's out of control. We need to yeah. provide safe environments for our families, for our kids, for our friends, for our businesses and our customers, because that's the foundation of a society. That's the number one thing that a society should be providing to its citizens is safety. Amen. Amen. It's, and it's that simple. So I think it's a great way. Website, what's the best place to find you over there? www.deepsentinel.com, S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L. And then if you want to read some of my, you know, ranting and, and raving musings, you can also go on LinkedIn and follow me personally. I, I post stuff. Uh, if you don't like political things, I wouldn't follow me because I hate all politicians, basically. And I post stuff <laughs> that's, uh, you know, kind of like, it's political, but it's, uh, it's, it's not like one side or the other. It's just like, here are the things I see with the system and, you know, the, the captive politicians are kind of driving us one way. And here's where I think the right answer is. And honestly, it's, it's about, you know, like you, you and I talking today, it's about sitting and talking to each other. There's so many solutions that exist between human beings that the two political parties are just pulling us apart. We don't have to agree. We just have to respect each oh. other and listen. Dude, you and I are on the same soapbox. I like that. So yeah. So if you, if you do yeah. follow me on LinkedIn, be ready to hear that time and time <laughs> and time again, because that is where I come from. And that's, and I believe it. I mean, I've been engaged with, with Republican party. I've been engaged with the democratic party and I just, it, it, that's not where our solutions are. Our solutions are between us as human beings and, and, hearing each other's stories. So that's why I'm excited to be here. I think that's what you're all about. And I, and I think that's what, you know, our, our future should be about too. Amen. Amen. Brother, thanks for coming on today, man. I appreciate it. Eric, so great to be back. Thank you for inviting me back. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in, in learning more about Deep Sentinel, also message me, by the way, like on all those things, I am a human being. And if you message me, there's a pretty good chance I will actually read what you're saying. If you got questions, you got feedback. I love talking to people about what I do and what, what we do. So, uh, you know, don't just go to the corporate side. If you want to want to chit chat, I'm, I'm all ears. Awesome, brother. 
If you're interested in Deep Sentinel, make sure you use promo code ATH for 10% off your system purchase. That's promo code ATH. Well, I'm Eric G, and you've been listening to Around the House. Life is a love song, let's be lovers. We're all over the radio. Take my hand, I know where to go. All over the radio with you. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.